0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and if we found a dollar in the street, we'd buy beer. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Nate.
1: I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are continuing our romp through the magical world of Roald Dahl. And we're reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a, starting with a beer. This is called chocolate. You can see where I got this from. That's pretty straightforward, yeah.
0: Wait, wait, what's the connection?
1: <laughs> chocolate peanut butter spread, which sounds like a really gross sexual maneuver, but uh, <laughs>
2: chocolate peanut butter spread by Evil that's Twin. That's chocolate peanut butter spread them.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: By e- Oh, wait. I have some of that. <laughs> ah, I just forgot about it.
2: You can save it till we do Chocolat. <laughs> this. This, this has been in my fridge a long
1: time, this beer. This is a 13% alcohol imperial stout brewed by Evil Twin Brewing New York City that's brewed Ooh. with chocolate peanut butter powder, cacao nibs, vanilla, and coconut.
2: It's brewed with chocolate and cacao. Yeah, separate
1: things. Well, chocolate okay. peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter powder. So I guess that—that well, was one unit. Chocolate that's peanut that's one powder. thing. Okay, comma Oh, maybe it's, oh, it's. I'm sorry. It's cocoa nibs. It's great. I really get a lot of the peanut butter, the coconut. Even when this was brand new, I felt was really just not there. But it's quite quite a nice stout, and one of those pastry stouts. It's one of the things that Evil Twin can pretty consistently put out are big pastry stouts because they have no qualms about dumping all sorts of cool stuff into their beer. Kind of like Willy Wonka and his chocolates. So Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a 1964 novel by Roald Dahl, arguably his most famous book. One of the only books I know of that he has a, the only book I know of that he wrote that has a sequel that he
2: also wrote. That no one knows about. I've never read the sequel, actually. But I did when I was a kid, and I couldn't tell you anything about it.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I started it, but did not finish it.
2: I think they go to the moon.
1: <coughs> well, let's see how this month's book poll works out. Maybe we'll read it then.
2: It's not on the poll.
1: Oh, fuck <laughs> it. And that poll has already ended, so... I'll just read it Sorry, anyway, uh, When I have a, when I, like a day when I didn't have enough fiber. I'm like, Let me, <laughs>
2: I need something to read, and I'll shit out the entire book. It opens up with the Bucket family, who is very poor, much like... Obviously, Roald Dahl's family, who was too poor to afford the N in his name, and named him Roald. <laughs> <laughs> oh But actually, I think they were good. poor. They were at least they were at least poorer than a lot of the other kids in his neighborhood. You know, I read, I we, read never, Boy.
1: we never talked about this in uh, the witches, but his parents were from Norway. So that might be why no, he's well, well, dumbass. Fuck, and it's why he's so tall. But that's why he didn't tell me. Because in the Witches episode, the, the kid's grandma's from Norway. And I was like, I thought he was British, this guy.
2: Thanks, Wikipedia, for clearing that up for me. There you go. But his name is still Ronald, but spelled wrong. And uh, so the Bucket family is very poor. And they live in a house in, I guess, London, maybe. I don't know if it ever says, but it's a town. They are comically poor. Comically. Yeah. They live in a one-room shack, and there There's are two rooms. four... There's
1: two rooms,
0: but one is okay. occupied by just the pensioners. <laughs> just the four grandparents who all just, like, sleep in the same bed together. They
2: never get out of the bed. And they, they just absolutely never they do. They all shit in that bed. Uh, well, yeah, they can't <laughs> afford bedpans. No, <laughs> that bed is just a nightmare. It's its own chocolate factory.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when in the beginning it says, the chocolate factory is right there and you can smell it, they weren't talking about Willy Wonka's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, they are like, Oompa.
2: That's where the <laughs> names came from.
1: Whenever our old I, I made a Loompa. Like,
2: <laughs> this book is a metaphor for poverty.
1: I think, I think it is, actually. I think it could be, There's a case God, you, you can make for that. But also, oh, fucking I forgot what I was going to say about it. Oh, yeah. They only eat boiled cabbage soup. Holy shit. You can't, Sometimes they boil can't, a shoe. You can't strike a match in that house.
2: It would be <laughs> s- several city blocks would be just destroyed. Is there any nutrition in that at all?
0: A little bit. Ask the it's a lot of
2: fiber. I don't know. They had potatoes, too. Except that one time they didn't.
0: And look how well that worked out
2: (laughs) But like yeah they eat boiled cabbage Three meals a day Maybe one other thing But it's just like Except in the winter when they eat it once a day In the good times of the year They could have a second helping Yeah that's
1: Sundays Oh Sunday, yeah Sundays right So they're horrifically poor And I gotta tell you I've read this entire book today And
0: uh, I felt really bad (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> felt oh, really <laughs> fucking bad for Charlie Bucket. Yeah, because they have absolutely nothing except they the the mother and father save up so that on his birthday they can get him one chocolate bar because chocolate is Charlie's favorite thing, and so he gets he only gets chocolate once a year, and it's on his birthday.
2: It takes him a month it's, to eat it. It's
1: tantric chocolate. The first month, which is which is the name of my funk band, but the first <laughs> <laughs> the first week, he just will look at it and then like put it away. And he'll like peek behind the like, a little bit, like he's watching 19th century porn. <laughs> like peel back just a tiny bit of oh, it's you I saw so too see much her ankles. <laughs> and then he and eventually he takes a rat nibble. And then over the course of the month, he eats one chocolate bar the kind of thing that the children who are wealthy or their parents are even middle-class, uh, they have daily. And it's, it's a, that was the thing that really bummed me out. Cause as a kid, like you don't know, you don't understand that about other kids or other families. You have like, no, so you're just like, those people don't have things. And if you're an asshole, you make fun of those kids. Which yeah. I totally participated so like, in at some point kids, as a because child. Kids are assholes. I yeah, totally. And I feel guilt because I know as a kid, like there was a kid I was like I know I was mean to a kid who was poor. And and we weren't rich, but it's just like, kids are fucking awful. So that like bothered me deeply about reading this book. Like, oh man, <laughs> kids are fucking terrible to each other. And now that I have a kid, I'm like, Oh, how do I protect her from this awful world I brought her into? Your
2: wife's job, she'll be
1: fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not mine <laughs> There's no patriarchy in this
2: house. No, I meant like your wife makes a lot of money.
1: Oh, I know <laughs> she makes a lot more money than I do. <laughs>
0: Thank God, otherwise, I couldn't do this podcast So in the town, there's a factory, okay, which is the biggest candy factory in the world. this is, and so it's around the corner the-
1: where fudge is made.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <my> oh, God. <laughs>
0: So Charlie's grandfather Who's the expert on all of this He's a Even though he fan literally boy. Does not get out of bed Anyway, so this It's the biggest candy factory in the world And it's owned by the mysterious Willy Wonka But yet, no one works there Or at least At some point After Willy Wonka was the victim of Corporate espionage. <laughs> <laughs> he closed the factory. From the factory. <laughs> <and laughs>
1: Ficklebecker, or whatever the fuck their dumb names were. They were all German,
0: <laughs> it, and nobody. And so nobody works there anymore. And it's but yet they still are able to produce the candy. Meanwhile, then on late. Uh, this is obviously everybody knows this. On then on TV, Willy Wonka has a contest and says there are five golden tickets. I, I'm I'm showing people my factory for the first time, and I'm going to let five lucky children come see. But you have to get a golden ticket, which are in five candy bars. This, I'm you have sending to out, the candy out to white
2: countries only. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's really England and one and Germany. That was it.
2: Though was he German in the book? Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. Yeah, he was German in the movies. But I did, they never actually mentioned it. Well, I have a beer for him. Could so, it be uh, in the book? Did they? Did he only distribute to England? I think it might have been just England because there was like Mike TV was also he was an American. Yeah, he didn't have international shipping rights yet.
1: That's why he was developing that TV beam so he could send
0: <laughs> it to people in other countries and get around customs tariffs.
2: <laughs> so um,
0: anyway, so this becomes, everyone's like, oh my god. This is amazing. And then on television every night, there's just sort of like, who found a golden ticket today? And I can't remember the order, but I think the first first one one. was Augustus Galoop because he's just this fat kid that eats so much chocolate that obviously he's going to like find the first one because he just eats so much of it. Okay, so I have a beer for him. This beer is called... Fat bitch. (laughs) This beer is called... Body by Evil Twin NYC. Gout ale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I saw that one on the internet. It's all capitals.
0: <laughs> and yes, it is. Uh, and it's just the the picture is just a guy who's just uh, got a keg of beer on each arm. He's just like <laughs> lifting kegs of beer. That's his. That's his thing. But uh, <laughs> it's almost like Augustus Gloop was just. If, what if he's just having all beer all the time? He would just get really fat. Uh, anyway, this is a... the drunk diet. Trademark. Exactly. This is going to be disgusting. This is a sour ale <laughs> brewed with milk sugar and energy drink syrup. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this came out recently, right? Uh, in, probably in the summer.
1: I feel like I saw that and I was like, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> is energy drink Red Bull? I'm pretty sure. I think so, yeah. Because I had the energy drink, seltzer, and it was totally Red Bull. Oh, oh okay.
2: you don't look happy.
0: Nate's Ugh. Nate's gonna go hit a, hit the weights. It is quite tart, actually, but there's something really like something in it that's really not good. Now I guess it's just Red Bull syrup, but I don't actually I don't know if I've ever actually had a Red Bull. So because because they're disgusting. So and it's like
2: Red Bull and vodka. Hold the Red Bull. <laughs> It's classy. He's a classy gent.
0: <laughs> I stick with coffee, and yeah, it's
2: well. Now you've had a red sour
0: Bull. and weird tasting, but there's also something sweet in it. I guess that's the milk sugar. But uh,
2: yeah, red Red Bull is kind of like a sickly sweet to it. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I you know, when I had bought this, I just saw the name and I was like, sweet, that'll work for something. I did not look at what kind of beer it was until I literally put it in the fridge. Because we were about to do this episode.
2: Is there a fuckload of caffeine in it? It's just syrup, so maybe not.
0: I mean, I don't know how much syrup. Anyway, it is 6% alcohol. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, not a fan.
2: <laughs> so this fat kid gets a ticket. And then Violet Beauregard gets a ticket. And I'm honestly I'm not 100% sure what her main... like. Each kid kind of embodies like, some sort of archetypical sin but she was just kind of annoying and she chewed a lot of gum
1: well Willy Wonka hates gum except the gum that he manufactures but also she's just bratty and disrespectful to her parents
2: yeah she put the gum on the elevator buttons
1: no she put she put the gum she like put gum behind she just chewed
2: gum all day well
0: which, she she which put the gum on the
2: elevator buttons but then she decided i'm going to chew the same one forever
0: when did so she like, put it on the buttons see she said she used to do that yeah
2: she oh. mentioned it like what she as, used to as do as a like a prank yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, as a prank. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she was a shitty kid.
1: Oh, but yeah, she just chews... She is like, I have the world record. I've been chewing this one piece of gum for fucking must three months or terrible. something, and I put it behind my ear. Just disgusting.
2: Yeah, like gum f- tastes bad after forty seconds, forty five.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I old.
2: Uh, spoiler:
1: Four of the five kids are bratty cunts, and they all have some. They all do something shitty, and I think her thing was hers
0: is the least specific. I don't know. I'm not really sure what it is. Actually. She's kind of annoying, but she's not the rich spoiled one because that's Veruca Salt, who's the next person to get a uh, to get a golden ticket, whose father owns a factory. A Nuts. And The father. Yeah literally hired basically bought boxes of candy bars in bulk and had all his workers instead of doing their normal job just open chocolate bars to find the golden ticket so they found a golden ticket
1: which by the way uh, veruca is a brand of chocolate like a lot of their their names are all like based on candy shit and a veruca salt is apparently a type of candy that existed at one point or another so she's just like the spoiled rich kid, and she and like, uh, in the movie, the original movie, the only one that should count, the the, uh, the canonical film, and she, like, I want it now, was her big song because she's just a bratty cunt. Yeah, her
2: her flaw was quite
1: obvious. So you're saying it's like the seven deadly sins.
2: There's there's a hint of that, you know. Well, it's yeah, like, it's gluttony, gluttony greed, uh, greed. Mike TV is, I guess, I don't know, sloth because he just watches TV. But then he's the next Charlie kid. should have
1: been guilty of uh, avarice. Well, he wasn't really. He didn't like any No, he was of a kids. good boy.
2: He was a good boy. So the next kid is Mike TV, who just watches TV, and his body is just strapped of guns. He's got 18 guns strapped to him. They're, they're kids' guns. Still, too many guns, especially because he's English. He's not even American. They made him American in the movie, because it made way more sense. So then four kids have the tickets, and Charlie's like, I'll never get a ticket, because I'm poor. And, you know, it's, it's his birthday, and they get him a ticket. They get him a, a chocolate bar, and he omens it, and there's no ticket because a fucking course there isn't. And then the next day, he's like, oh, no. No, there's th- this
0: huge snowstorm. And, like, so nobody is able to, like, go out and buy candy for, like, you know, a week or so. And the family is, like, so desperate for, like, any money at all. They, like, do not have enough money for food. The dad loses and his Charlie... Job.
2: Lose was his job. Oh, he had a stupid job, too. It was screwing the toothpaste caps on the toothpaste. Oh, God. oh yeah. <laughs> Goddamn automation. D-
0: yes, <laughs> definitely not a definitely not a victim of automation. Uh, anyway, so Charlie is, like, not getting enough food. He's sleepy, He's just sleeping at his desk at recess instead of going out to play, which, you know, is, like, this is all really sad. That's a thing like,
1: people do. Like, people in who are, like, severe like i don't even know the fucking right word for like malnourished people are so poor they can't get enough food like i was i read this thing in college class about uh like poor single mothers in inner city places where they could not they're like i can't feed my kid and me so i'll feed the kid and i'll just kind of like lay still all day so i don't use energy like that's a real fucking thing (laughs) Mm-hmm. Remember that next time you're like, "Oh, you could eat ribs." <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes, or, I can.
0: <laughs> food stamps cost too much money. Let's see how many I could eat. <laughs> and so on his way home well, through bef- the snow, before
2: he finds this, Grandpa Joe sneaks. Seems like I've been hoarding this money. Go get yourself another candy bar, like Grandpa Joe. We're literally all starving. It's like get the candy, fucker. Go get it. And he opens it and he's like, Of course, it's not a ticket. He's like, Oh, maybe we should have gotten some fucking potatoes. Whatever, it's fine.
1: But it was a really nice scene because they are cabbage. They're yeah. all like, they're all hoping so badly for it. And then they're not disappointed. They laugh. They're like, Oh, how silly of us.
2: Well, but we have this chocolate. They've never had anything good in their lives. had,
1: had the chocolate.
2: <laughs> He splits it up, even though they don't want him to. He says, everyone can have some.
1: That's what he does for the birthday one, right?
2: Yeah. Well, the second one, he doesn't tell anyone else about it. He he and Grandpa Joe, it's a secret. Because they would have been like, God damn it, we need a fucking potato, Joe.
1: But when he opens the birthday one, everyone in the family is like, you could tell they're like, "Oh, please be the fucking golden ticket.
2: We can sell the gold.
1: Well, Because what you get with the golden ticket is a lifetime, you get an unlimited supply of chocolate. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll just be pimply and fat, but we won't starve to death. Let's
0: take it. <laughs> yep, totally worth it. Um, so anyway, Charlie does, uh, on his way home from school through the snow, find a 50-pence. He finds two quarters on the ground. <laughs> Basically, that's what he finds. Um, it's like, this is what my dad got paid in a year. <laughs> yeah, and I could said buy my own house. <laughs> what if, because you know it's the 60s, uh, he says, what if I just take five cents of that for myself and buy myself one more candy bar and he's like uh so and he's still thinking of his family but he's like you know what i'm just i'm just gonna go it would be okay if i use five cents i found it so he goes to the candy shop buys a candy bar doesn't have a golden ticket and he's like oh god damn it hit me again yeah he's and the, then like, the gambler's thinking you know,
1: kicks in instantly
0: yeah, and then like plops down another five pence piece down on the counter. It's food for like, a week. Give me another one.
2: I'll this tell time, you when I've had
0: enough, goddammit. <laughs> and this so four <laughs> golden tickets have been found already, and there's one last, one left that hasn't been found, and this time when Charlie opens this last candy bar, he finds a golden ticket. So he's got it. And the people, like, try and steal it from him. No, one of the people like, I'll give you a 100 pounds for that golden ticket kid. And the, luckily, the like, what are you, candy the shop owner. Who has that yeah. kind of money? <laughs> the candy shop owner is like, take it home. Don't speak to anyone. Don't give it to anyone. And so he does. He goes home. And then he find out on the television that night that the next day is the day, is the tour of the factory where all the children with the golden tickets get to come and meet Willy Wonka and see what the factory is like. Good luck. What, what Charlie's good luck 95-year-old grandfather oh, he's decides, right? he really he's your age. decides he really can walk. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that young whippersnapper decides he can walk and that
2: he's going to go on the tour. Because he decides you're never too old. For ice cream cake. (laughs) 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 That's
1: that's pretty good. I think we have to allow that. This is
2: You're Never Too Old for Ice Cream Cake from Killsboro. This is a pastry stout with milk sugar, vanilla, cacao, cookie crumb, and marshmallow. It's 13, 12%. Dear dear God, that sounds good. Smells like fucking ice cream cake. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it good stuff yeah that's uh it's a hefty boy that's uh it's super it it tastes like it's like if you let an ice cream cake melt and you drank it so it's what that fucking dumb fudgy the whale beer should have tasted like yes disappointment in a can this is uh decadent unlike
0: that other one from decadent ales which was not decadent
2: was that the one who made fudgy
1: no, that was uh, Captain. Lawrence. Oh, Captain Lawrence, right?
2: They also did the. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, they okay. did that in the Cookie bus. Decadent does ones that do actually tend to be quite decadent.
1: They are sometimes too much. So, like, I had a a couple of crowler, like thirty two ounce crowlers. Like, I can't, I can't drink all this. This is, <laughs> and I drink fucking tons of beer. And I was like, this is not, this is not good.
2: I don't, I like three. I can't feel most of my toes. This is not. This is the kind of... Like, if you had a keg of this, you would absolutely lose a toe, a toe. That's a that's a guarantee. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking strong. Ooh, okay. Pace yourself, man. It's a work night. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. Tomorrow's... Uh,
1: Are you Friday? really thinking Friday. about <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> so, tomorrow, they're like, oh, fuck, we have to go. And then Grandpa's is like, all right, I've been pretending for the last 30 years to be an invalid, so I didn't have to work, but... I'm not going to miss chocolate, and then he gets out of the bed, and they uh, go to the factory the next day, and then they get in there. and then it's basically the exact same plot as the 1973, or whatever the hell that year was movie. They go around and Willy Wonka shows him shit, and he is a adorable
2: man with a goatee and a top hat. He's like, a, I do like that they got rid of his goatee in the movie.
1: They got rid of the goatee, but if, if the description of the book—you think he's just some sort of a steampunk Abraham Lincoln? He's just, <laughs> which is also a great
2: band name. Uh, but he is. Did you know that I found a website? Oh boy! Um, and it was—if you look up your birth year or any year, it they'll show you all the words that were used for the first time or became words that year. And our birth year, Michael. Me and Jimmy steampunk. were born the same year. Steampunk? Really? Steampunk became a word our year. So I
1: think steampunk was really, like, invented or, like, popularized by um, William Gibson. I, I know he I wrote know one is. of... William Gibson wrote Neuromancer. Oh, okay. I know he wrote one of the first steampunk novels, which was um, The Difference Engine or something like that, where it's like, oh, what if in the future they have a computer that uses a whole shitload of punch cards? Um and cranks. <laughs> so then, Willy Wonka's showing him around, and he's like, "Look at my chocolate river. It's the only chocolate that's churned by waterfall, and that makes it better because you know chocolate reasons." He's a fucking hippie. It's made with hemp, but then, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, of course, Augustus Gloop is a fat fuck. He he's drinking out of the river, which most in most cases they would have been like. Dude, we have, like, bottled water. We have taps. Like, you don't need to just drink out of puddles. We'll get you a glass. <laughs> just, like, just hold on, dude. But but then Willy Wonka is like, Oh, f- no, please don't do that. And the kid falls in, and he's like, Oh, shit. I gotta throw out all that chocolate now. <laughs> it's, co- it's just covered in German, kid.
0: <laughs> and then Augustus Galoop gets... Can't swim because... Uh, you would think he'd be he's buoyant. Too... Yeah, actually, I was thinking that too. Like, you know, that doesn't make What's sense because you know,
2: chocolate—it's
0: probably thicker than water,
2: right? Hopefully, <laughs>
1: chocolate <laughs> is thicker than water is my uh, another one of my side projects. <laughs> it's...
2: Augustus Gloop is definitely thicker than water, though. Oh, he's chunk. <laughs> he's thick with three C's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, he gets sucked into the glass pipe that. Sucks out all the uh, mixed <laughs> chocolate and gets stuck in the pipe. And this is the part where, because you know the the pipe was under pressure, but Augustus Gloop is like plugged in there. You all, all that chocolate would have just gone right up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way it normally works. <laughs> the chocolate
2: river went into him. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, not in the book, but that's what would have happened. Uh, oh, it
2: fudge Enema is... They didn't say it didn't happen. It's
0: also a metal band uh, name. Fudge
2: Enema is definitely a band. Well, the next chapter is titled Down the Chocolate River, and this was definitely Up the Chocolate River.
0: So anyway, uh, so Augusta Clop finally... He's
2: like, gets... <laughs> <And it> goes...
0: <laughs> <laughs> He goes like shot out of the glass cannon or whatever. And and his parents are like, what's going to happen to him? Like, oh, he'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll just, we just got to throw out all that chocolate now. And then his parents leave. And so Augustus Galoop is off the tour.
2: And then the slaves that Willy Wonka keeps, who they explained earlier, but we skipped a little bit of, uh, sing a song. But not the one in the movie. No, these songs are way worse. And they're way meaner. They really are. Oh, man. They're like, I wrote, look at this fucking line. It's like, this revolting boy, of course, was so unutterably vile, so greedy, foul, and infantile. They really mastered the English language. <laughs> yeah, they don't speak English much, but they have, these, they have these... They must have these prepared, because they're saying them in unison. How did they know?
0: They have a rich
2: freestyle
0: tradition. It happens all the time <laughs> at that factory. <laughs>
2: It's like we got one. They just have. They just put the name in, and like they just have one for a fat kid, one for a spoiled kid. They're you know, like, oh, this will hardly happen.
1: <laughs> well, you kind of at the end of the book, you get the impression that Willy Wonka expected most of the kids to fail miserably.
2: Well, it looks like these these ones uh, hoped that they would die, because the other the verse is, the cogs. Be, he, they want them to go through the fudge machine. Is the cogs oh, begin to grind a pound? A hundred knives go slice, slice, slice. It's like, oh, he's going to die. We're going to sing about it.
1: Right. Because he's going to get sent to the fudge room, which is (laughs) now what it sounds like. And he was going to get turned into, like, they were going to just dice him up into little bricks of fudge. And and Willy Wonka has no concern. He's like, "Uh, they'll probably get him in time before they dice him up into, you know,
2: little Russell Stover's chocolates. He's he's concerned because he's going to the fudge room. And the parents are like, he'll be turned into fudge. And he's like, that's disgusting. I hope not. No one would buy that. Well,
1: this is, this, you know, if we were to pretend this is a book you'd read in an English class as a grown-up, this is him, the first example of him being like, oh, he doesn't like shitty
2: kids. You know, he doesn't like... Or he just has no concern for factory safety. Well, this book was written, I don't know when OSHA was a thing, but this book... <laughs> it was Well, it's in England, so it
1: definitely had nothing to do with OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> OSHA was an occupational... fuck, I can't even remember what it stands for. Safety, safety hazard. Health Administration. Safety, oh, yeah, Safety health.
2: Willy Wonka hates government intervention in the safety of his factories and will do anything to keep them out. He also hates unions.
0: Clearly. Yeah.
2: We so we imported slaves. He saved them from the jungle. He, sh- he saved them from being savages and eating caterpillars, and they love chocolate, and they wear deer skins, and the children don't wear anything at all. Nor do the women. It's like National Geographic. (laughs) But they're all knee-high, so the machines must all be very small. Yeah, I don't don't feel like they were the best workforce he could have imported. It looks like he's got a lot of weird, like, Rube Goldberg machines that do a lot of the work, and they just kind of maintain them. And he experiments on them also. He does outright... Experiments like with the hair thing, where it's like his hair has been growing for three days, we had to cut it with a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> so uh next thing that
0: happens is, I mean, and everybody knows. So they, 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 all the rest of the kids and Willie and Willie Walker, they get on the the boat down the Chocolate River because <laughs> <laughs> they all had Taco Bell the day before. <laughs> 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 and then <laughs> the, you got they, rid of that
1: Gordito who goes to scloop
0: <laughs> And then they get off they, they, they get off the boat at the gum room. Uh, you know, that's not predictable. Uh so they and then at the, in the gum room, they Willy Wonka's like, Oh, look at all this amazing new gum we have with this new gum. If you eat it, you get a full five course meal just by chewing the gum. But it's and experimental. Like,
2: what is that?
0: Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Charlie's like, what's a meal?
1: Another one is, this has double the mint of a regular gum. (laughs) 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 I'd like to think he had all shitty gums, too. This one's like a fruit, but it's juicy. (laughs) 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 We call this one medium red. (laughs) 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 This one's like a grenade launcher. I'm thinking of calling it bazooka.
0: (laughs) No, that's not right.
1: Too subtle, right?
0: (laughs) No one would ever do that. That wouldn't sell. Anyway, and so and of course, Violet Beauregard, who's the gum chewer, goes, "Oh well, I'm just gonna. I, I don't care if that the gum is experimental,
1: as long as the South rises again."
2: <laughs> That's the most
1: southern name. Ever I will heard. chew
2: these gentlemen until they are gone and dead. I noticed your helpers look quite swarthy. <laughs>
1: Fetch me a mint julep.
0: <laughs> so Violet Beauregard grabs the gum and starts chewing it, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! It's turkey and stuffing and blah blah blah." And then she gets it to was the roast
1: beef and whatever. Tomatoes. It was. It was.
0: <laughs> it was savory. It so fucking good. <laughs> I mean, it did, but like savory gum. You don't that like would a good be meat flavored so gum, Nate. <laughs> mashed potato gum.
2: <laughs> you had like, mashed potato beach party. <laughs>
1: I think a uh, uh, savory gum is what that boiled down cowhide was to the
2: people on the on the, uh, the hunger, uh, the Donner Party. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it exists. Like we had that Bubble bacon gum. Beer. There's got to be like bacon flavored gum. It's got to exist, probably. So anyway, but then she gets to the
0: dessert course, which is as she's chewing and gets to which is blueberry pie. But there's something wrong with the blueberry part because it turns. Violet Beauregard into a giant blueberry.
1: Oh my god, I found bacon flavored chewing
2: gumballs. Gumballs, okay. So they put the bacon in it. Oh, it's out of stock. <laughs> like you were gonna order it.
1: I'm not for $8.99 a pack. No, I wasn't going to. <laughs> if it was Plus on shipping. Amazon where I could just like prime that shit and like, I'll get it tomorrow. I won't have time to feel regret. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> feel regret when you're eating it. So um she so turns she it into it, a blueberry. And she turns into a blueberry, and then he's like Listen,
0: we could fix this almost. We're just gonna send you to the juicing room, and we'll just juice you
2: with the juice. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink your daughter's juice.
0: He has a final solution. for I'm that gonna juice. eliminate <laughs> all the juice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention that
1: Raoul Dahl might have been a pretty pretty virulent antisemite?
2: <laughs> uh, no, he, he Not absolutely yet this was. <laughs> <laughs> he said. And I quote, Hitler didn't pick them for no reason. Oh, my God. To well, a journalist. Him a
1: he hated them. <laughs> <laughs> Not just
2: like in a back room, like to someone writing about him. Yikes. So, Violet gets juiced and the Oompa Loompa's sing a song about her. But they're really concerned that she just chews gum a lot. Not that she's like a shitty kid, because she was a shitty kid also. But they're just like, she chews too much gum. And they work in the gum room, so it's really a little hypocritical.
0: <laughs> a bit. So next is Veruca. Veruca Salt, who goes to the room where, the, where with all the squirrels. And the squirrels are...
1: This, this is the one major departure from the movie. Only uh, the, or, because
0: they couldn't do the squirrels.
1: Yeah, there was no way they could do There was no CGI. They could no. not have done this.
0: Though, uh, fun fact, in the, the new movie, they actually didn't use CGI for the squirrels. They actually paid a guy to train squirrels for a year to shoot that scene.
2: <laughs> I forgot
1: about that. Oh, I'm so glad it was worth it, because that movie was so great.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, they uh, had to... I don't remember in the movie about what they do, but anyway, in the book,
2: it's the geese with the golden eggs. It's,
1: it's a good egg or a bad egg. She's like, I want, a gold, I want a geese that lays a golden egg. I want a bean feast. <laughs> That's the line in the song. <laughs> I want a bean feast. If you, want, if you want that, just go to the bucket house. You have cabbage soup all day. You'll get the same effect.
2: Then you get the poops.
1: It's like walking into a, a, like if a cloud came down. Well, they have
2: no other way of heating the house in the winter. They just burn their <laughs> scat. No, they just they fart tur- in the room light it's so farts. humid.
1: No one has eyebrows. The it's air is sweaty.
2: <laughs> so they're in the nut room, all caps. Which nuts? D's.
1: I believe it was D's. They, I don't know if they spent...
2: It was walnuts, but... It was walnuts, yeah.
0: Anyway, so the squirrels <laughs> are opening. So they're they're there just to, like, open walnuts on an industrial scale. So... Uh, and and Veruca's like, I want one. And the, she's really rich and spoiled. And the parents are like, okay, we'll get you one. But then Veruca's like, no, I want one now. And then runs out to try and grab them. Grab one squirrel but instead the squirrels attack her and they like don't they try and like open her skull or something like that they, they knock, knock on, on
2: the nuts to tell them if they're good nuts or bad nuts they're all these nuts cuz their job is to crack open the
1: shells and cuz Wonga's like no no squirrels keep them intact and they even know if it's worth opening the nut or not and they knock and the squirrels like shitty nut bar- garbage and they have like a giant pit in the back of the room, where they just throw walnuts down it all day, and so they, they knock on her head to see if it's a nut worth cracking out or not. Lucky for her, I guess. They well, I mean, the
2: alternative it's not. is that she was murdered, so I guess it's better to be thrown. Yeah, in the Yeah, right. Here. They
0: would literally crack her skull open and like tear it in half and like eat her brain. If uh,
2: that'd be a really <laughs> intense book. Would. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if like one kid was like, "Oh my God, Jesus, I think went on like nothing that's more everything.
0: like something that would happen in the witches, yeah, so anyway they they so the squirrels, like you know as a group of like a hundred squirrels manage to drag her down and dump her in the chute where they throw the bad nuts and, and then the parents break out, and the mother runs out runs out out, out there also it's like, Oh my God, my baby, what's happened and then the and then the squirrels do the same thing to her. They, like, dump her down the chute, too. And at one point, I forget, it's, like, just her, like, ass is sticking out in the air. I, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, she she was bent over, and she was just, her ass was sticking out, so the squirrels punch her in the butt, and she fell into the hole. Yeah. And then it happened again to the dad, because he, like, didn't learn that it happened four seconds earlier. So they're all in the garbage, because they garbage can't people. happen
0: again. <laughs> and then he runs out.
2: Uh, and then? They sing a song about, like, I'm glad the people are dead. Fuck them.
1: Well, the song was really, she's a spoiled bratty cunt, but you can't, uh, I highlighted this, a, a child can't, I'm, I'm, actually, I didn't highlight it because I'm, I'm paraphrasing. A, child, <laughs> a girl can't spoil a herself. A child can't spoil herself. Yeah. That's, they're like, she can't spoil herself. She was spoiled by her parents, so fuck them too.
2: So then they take the elevator, and the elevator goes all the ways, and he's like, there's a million billion buttons on it. And Mike TV, the TV addict, pushes the television chocolate button, and they go to the TV room. And I'm like, starting to I'm realize that if you just TV. combine
1: the word chocolate or fudge with another word, and you're like that's a good band name. Because television chocolate, you're like that could work too. <laughs> and we said the same thing for like every other fudge that passed in the going, like, Chocolate River, yeah. Uh, fudge, fudge mountain, yeah. That's too-. <laughs> chocolate television why
0: not so uh in the tv room willy wonka is working on a device that can literally beam chocolate into children's living rooms uh and so he's got this weird thing where it's it's almost like you it's almost like a microwave but you put like one thing in the microwave but instead of just warming it up it instead beams it across the room but mike tv but it's it's kind of like but mike tv decides to jump in and it shrinks him down to like this tiniest little size and he becomes a little person. Like inches. He's an yeah. inch tall. Willy Wonka actually. then goes on this like whole oh, no it was either Willy Wonka, no, where was the Pelopis, oh, I can't remember, but who's like said children used to read books. They used to they That's used to have all of these all of their uh, they used to have all these books and now they just watch TV. Now the average telev- television, average hours per day of television consumption in 1964 was a lot, but it's probably less than half of what it is today. So, yeah. So it just got, sorry, Roald Dahl, it got way worse. That ship has sailed. He didn't even know about fucking <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> that ship has sailed. It's like kids are not going to read. They're just going to watch TV. Sorry. Too bad. And it, and it, so, okay, and at this point, Charlie is the only one left. And so uh, d- Willie well, is like, okay, and next stop on the tour. And then he's like, wait a minute, you're the only one left. That means you won.
2: My passive-aggressive plan worked. I can't believe it took this long to kill all of them. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> wait, really,
0: this was a contest. And whichever child lasted long enough will inherit... The entire factory, and so isn't that amazing? You're going to learn how to run the chocolate factory, so I can finally fucking retire
1: <laughs> slash die. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna live forever, kid. Start packing that fudge. <laughs> <laughs> kind <know> of happens. Charlie's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. This doesn't make any goddamn sense, dude. They haven't even invented welfare yet. Like, I don't really understand what's happening. And then he's like, it's cool. I'm going to press this special button on the elevator. It's called, like, the destroy the roof of the building because it's your fucking problem now, Charlie. And I'm going to break the roof. And then they shoot out like a rocket. Oh, I have a beer for this.
2: Oh, damn. That's a late entry. It
1: is a late entry.
2: This is called orbital elevator. How could I not use this no yeah that's <laughs> unlikely you'll ever use that again
1: so this is a double ipa from uh burlington beer company or is it burlington brewing company burlington beer company in burlington vermont it is a double ipa that is 8.3 percent alcohol and doesn't say anything else on here but i went here recently and by recently i mean when we're recording by the time you hear this it's not recent anymore <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i will say this About Burlington Beer Company. Uh, This beer is great, by the way. This is a great IPA. It's not the most amazing IPA I've ever had because we've had, like, give or take a few 800 at this point. So it's hard for them to stand out, but this one's very, very good. When you go to their tap room in Burlington, because who doesn't do that all the time? You don't have to buy a four pack, you could just buy a single can. Oh. And if you buy a bunch, you get a discount. So when I went, I like looked. They had they give like you discount if you buy more. So the way it typically so the way it worked was if you buy like IPAs, for example, we're some we're in the neighborhood of sixteen bucks for a four pack, but if you bought a single can, it was five bucks a can. So
2: okay, so normal bulking price.
1: It's a bulking thing, yeah. So. But they—I'm not exaggerating—they had thirty or so beers that you could buy cans of to go when I went there. So I was like, I, I have to pace myself, and I just bought anything that was more than ten percent alcohol <laughs> 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 or, or said double IPA. And at the time, they had—and I'm not exaggerating—seven barrel-aged stouts in oh cans. My God. Wow. So I bought all of those, but so but I, could, I was like, I can't buy, a four pack is $30, I'm not going to buy, it's like a $700 bill, you could buy one can of each, or you're like, all right, I'll just get two cans of each thing, and then they just kind of, their point of sales thing, or just some guy who's good at mental math, charged you a better deal, so I didn't spend nearly that much
2: money. It's Vermont, he probably used like an abacus or some shit.
1: Uh, he used like a sundial, actually, because that's <laughs> that's more green. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so it was really cool. You go in there, and they're like, hey, man, what do you want? And then if you were in New York and you tried to do that shit, you know, even if that's what they do, and you were like, I want two cans of this, I want one can of that, I want one, two cans of that, and you went around, like, no one would fucking be happy with you. And But he was like, awesome, dude. Give me a moment. I'll go grab this for you. And like, it was, like, super cool about dealing with my weird beer needs. Like, Listen, guy, I have a podcast. I have to get one extra of everything I drink, just in case. And thank God I did, because this orbital elevator is the best thing I could fucking find for this for this book. Anyways, back to this book. We're almost. It's basically done. So he goes and like, let's shoot this elevator into the sky. This is the one button I've never pressed, and it's called like up and away or something like that. Up and out, something like that. It's called. And they fly out And then he's like And then it becomes Kind of like a helicopter That he can control Where the elevator goes And Charlie's like I'm going along for this ride Because it's better than going to school And then William is like Let's go to your house And get everybody And bring them back to the factory And like dude They're like old people And they don't leave the bed And it's very Very windy in the house And then <laughs> From all the cat- He's like That's <laughs> cool we will go there and then he br- destroys their house
0: <laughs> such as it he is he's a
1: cavalier oh, gentleman is that, that rickety pi- that matchstick pile okay and then he just breaks through the roof and then his parents are like oh god if things couldn't get worse
0: <laughs> and the old people will not go in the elevator even to go they back said, to the factory. I would
2: rather die here I would rather die in my bed <laughs> And they're cool. Put the bed in there. Then it's caked and shit. <laughs> they can't, especially leave. after the especially after the elevator crashed through the ceiling.
1: But the thing is, they don't eat anything, so there's nothing to come out.
2: They you know, just cabbage.
1: I think there's a quick turnaround time if you eat <laughs> nothing but cabbage.
2: <laughs> it's instant. It's like a conveyor belt. It goes right through.
1: It's like a straw. You know, like you're just putting it. Like, by the time you put the next it's meal of cabbage, motion the other come- poo. Yeah. poo perpetual motion. And it's a type of emotional, right? <laughs> so then, eventually, they take him all back to the place, and he's like, "I own this now." The end, right? basically yeah. It.
2: The end. You have your factory, except there's a sequel, but we no one acknowledges it.
1: Apparently, Dahl wanted to write a third book, but he was so busy
2: hating not the Jews,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hating the Jews, like I can't write it now.
0: I just I, don't I, have I, just, time. Yeah, I'm just you know, I could barely get to the gym. <laughs>
2: He just kept rereading the Protocols of the Elders it. of Zion over and over again. I'm
1: t- so tired of reading this Rothschild literature. No? Right, sorry. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> it's uh,
2: a very specific genre. It's <laughs> Children's conspiracy theories. <laughs> banking. So this book is done. So I have a serious question.
1: I don't think you <laughs> do. It's Go very,
2: on. <laughs> very, serious is this a children's version of seven?
1: Holy <laughs> shit, I thought that too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I looked it up and other people have had this thought. I, I, I had this similar because he wipes the- out kids according to their sins. And at the end, he sacrifices himself to pass on his legacy to the final child who becomes wrath.
1: I, I don't think wrath was in the book.
2: <laughs> wrath, Charlie's Charlie wrath.
1: No one was like jerking off into the chocolate. <laughs>
2: You didn't see it. oompa Oompa's were lust.
1: So I don't think lust is here, and I don't really think well, let's say, So you
2: have sloth. Charlie's not really like wrath, TV. but we could justify it if we really, really reach. But it's you know it's a light version of seven. It's six. It's not quite seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's five and a half. <laughs> it's yeah, well,
2: six. It's it's a children's book, so
0: it's five plus. You know, well, okay, uh, definitely Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka is pride.
2: Yeah. Ooh. No one can do better than him. And he, he, he says, I'd rather starve out a city of workers and import slaves than deal with fucking espionage again. And I'm the best.
1: He also says at the end of the book, I ha- I knew I had to pick a child because, one, they can keep a secret. But, two, <laughs> they They're they better will indoctrinated. Learn, they'll learn the right That's basically it, though. Like They'll learn the right way. They won't have their own ideas. They'll be willing to learn from
2: me. And then he blasted My Way or the Highway by Limp Biscuit over and over again in the elevator until Charlie just gave up. I don't know that song. Is that what it's called? My Way. My Way or the Highway. It's a terrible song. Uh, it's by Limp Biscuit. You didn't need to go any further. Yeah, that goes without saying. But yeah, it's, it's I definitely... It's definitely a song, that was my question. It's, it's definitely my seven, way. seven adjacent.
1: i make a chocolate now. <laughs> you just got to like, sound like <laughs> you're...
2: He's like, what's in, what's in the box? It's chocolate.
1: <laughs> what's in the box now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up the lyrics to "My Way," and I, I and I could hear it in my head because it's like I'm in eighth grade again. <laughs> oh yeah, It's like oh goddamn, it. it's just one of those days. Okay, <laughs> so the seven deadly sins. You have gluttony in Augustus Gloop. You have greed, I guess, in um, Veruca Salt, yeah. sloth, and Mike TV. But you really don't have the other ones. There's no lust.
0: It's
2: there's a kid's no wrath. Maybe violet is lust, lust for glory. Lust for gum. That could also be pride at that point. Yeah, she's probably pride because she wants to set the world record.
1: Then we have envy. It's not right a over.
2: strong. It's not a strong argument. It's the thing people it's just who a funny have a little thing. bit too much education will think. Yeah, <laughs> on, you could, look at you, this could you could write a half decent undergraduate
1: thesis on that. You could certainly get by with a, a colloquium colloquium paper on this.
2: Yeah, you can impress a lot of people at a bar with this theory. It's a fan theory. Indeed. That's po- oh, dude. That's the whole point of this podcast. Shh. Don't give away the fucking secrets. But uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of similarities between Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Seven.
1: I could see that in no, a it's, it's very a, it's, a, it's a dumb, it's a dumb
2: thing, but it was funny to me.
1: It is funny. Uh, and it reminds me of a line I forgot to share with us last week in The Witches. The Witches gasped. They gaped. <laughs> <laughs> they that turned means something different now. <laughs> they turned and gave each other ghoulish grins of excitement. The boy ejaculated.
2: <laughs> Stop. <Yeah. laughs>
1: well, that was like, what was that, uh, Death in the Nile, where they kept saying
2: ejaculate? Oh, now, yeah, I mean, they're on a boat. Oh, no, he ejaculated into <laughs> her face. I mean, you ever been on a boat? it's a lot of semen (laughs) talk about ejaculating
1: a lot so fan theories about seven aside it's a fun it's a
2: fun book this is you know it's one of the best kids books there is
0: easily it's one of the best kids book about eating disorders slavery and corporate espionage (laughs) yeah definitely all right so you
1: say that and
0: I, i know you're making a joke but like is it a bad kids book are you are No, you no, it's that's... fine. It was great. No. I felt like because we kind of read um The Witches and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of together. I felt like I knew Charlie and the Chocolate Factory probably because I'd seen the movie a bunch of times. And so it just didn't feel as weird even though it's totally just as weird as The Witches, but it just didn't feel like it because I wasn't surprised because I already knew what happened. But it is it's it's still it's still good. Yeah.
2: The the original movie is it's got a weird t- like. Both movies ha- are very different. The OG uh, is
1: so good, though.
2: It's immensely, immensely better than the new one. Though the new one has it, it sticks other things closer to the book than the original. But the original but is just better. What kind of objectively. fucking
1: hubris was that of Tim Burton? Like I need to make a new version of that. It's Iconic just you know they they were, they were
2: remaking everything. It's not necessarily just him. Everything has been remade. It's I'm not going to blame Tim Burton for
1: that. But he was a guy that I mean he actually started when he did that shitty Planet of the Apes. He's a guy who, like developed his own thing and wrote his own story.
0: And it just felt like, oh, I guess he had he had some bills to pay. Probably at some point, a producer was like, "We'll give you all this money if you make this movie for us.
2: Just and you'll put, have complete sale. Just over put it. Johnny Depp in it, and we'll be fine." But I mean, both of them were like this, you know, just like they, in their own ways, had like a hint of like this is kind of dark. Like in the original, Gene Wilder was. Almost low-key sociopathically uninvolved in these children. Well, that also happened. All the shit he says in the movie comes from the book, though. Yeah, well, well it was like when, he's, when someone's doing something, he's like, no, stop, don't. It was like, they're about to die. He's like, oh, oh, well.
1: Well, I guess his point, I guess the point in the book and the movie was like, some kids are just assholes and they don't listen. Yeah. And he's not interested in those kids. He's interested in the kids who are going to be decent.
2: Though in the movie, Charlie steals fizzy lifting drinks with his grandpa and then burps it out. And they don't say it, but they definitely farted some of it out too. (laughs) Uh, But they didn't put that in the
1: book. That's the one difference. I think they added that to make Charlie less idyllic. Pristine, yeah. Because in the book, Charlie is just this fucking suffering child who is
2: still the best human. Just is like, they mention constantly how fucking like emaciated he is and like when they're filming everyone before they go to the factory he's like What's was that poor kid he doesn't have a coat he's like he can't even afford a coat <laughs> it's like oh shit okay
1: well at one point they're on the chocolate river and and Willy Wonka hands them a mug and he's like you look like you haven't eaten in a while have a cup of chocolate eat this so you
2: don't pass out before the tour ends
1: it was it was really sad
2: <laughs> yeah it's mm-hmm. dark but like Roald Dahl does that you know he puts some like weird creepy shit in there but in a way that, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really notice it. And when you're an adult, you kind of, you do. But it's still, it's still good. It's still, it's not like upsettingly dark overall. Like there's something like, oh, okay, I get what he's doing. But you never really feel like, fuck, this is a weird book for kids generally. I mean, at least I didn't. Except with the, you know, and I know you guys might have felt that way on the witches and and this one, but... I don't know. It's still it's still weirdly lighthearted. Maybe because he, he makes up a lot of weird words and like it's still he has a weird language to his own thing. Like he made up a lot of just strange words that if you saw a word that he wrote, you're like, Roll Dahl made that fucking word.
1: I thought the witches is darker and weirder than this. But it could be because of what Nate said. I know this really well. I've seen I watched the movie of this, the original one. Dozens and dozens of times as a child. It's, it's it's one of the finest
2: films ever made.
1: It's really great. I'm gonna watch it this weekend.
2: Though they did say uh, with the updated version, like the remastered one, and like made it up, you know, HD and 4K and all that shit. And you can see, like, when he first comes out of the factory and he's like walking down the carpet really slow, that the sounds of him walking and his cane are out of sync with his movements because when it was blurry, they're like that's close enough. And then when they HD'd it, it was like, oh, this is not even close. Fuck. Oh, whatever. Who cares?
1: That is a challenge, I guess, remastering older movies. When yeah. What's that called? The Foley Sounds or whatever? When Foley Sounds, yeah. yeah.
2: Named after mankind, Mick Foley.
1: Yeah, where a guy takes
2: two coconuts <laughs> and he's
1: like, I'm a horse. and then <laughs> That's just all of uh, the whole grill. <laughs> I, I think the, the movie, like, honestly, if you have not read the book and you've seen the movie, you don't need to read the book. Because they're pretty much the same thing. They're similar enough. There's a couple of differences, but they really aren't meaningful. Swapping out squirrels for geese is not really a thing that matters.
2: The message is conveyed. Nate, did you ever see the movie? Yeah, yeah. A bunch of times. What would you say is more, I I don't know if better is the word, but more memorable. I mean, I was picturing the movie the whole time when I read.
0: This. It's though, impossible. No, I not read. So. I read the book when I was a kid too. So this isn't. Yeah,
2: I probably maybe maybe I read it more than once. Though so when we were kids, the movie had already existed.
0: For except for you, years. where you
2: were, you were uh, probably in your late 170s. <laughs> but like we, we pro- as kids, we saw this movie before we read the book. Probably. Me too. Because uh, yeah, if you were a little kid, you couldn't read this level probably. yet, but you could still watch the movie and get it. So it's impossible for us to split the two in our minds, I guess, probably. This is one of the few
1: things where I, I was reading the book and just thinking, oh, the movie got that right versus <laughs> the book, you know? What did Roll also say about this movie? Uh, I don't know what he said about it, actually. Uh, I, that wasn't as prominently
2: posted on Wikipedia. But it's 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 a timeless classic. It's, it really and the has held up. Is, I watched it again recently, within the last year or two, and it's not terrible. If they'd never made the original one, it would be like this is fine. What are you talking about the remake right
1: now? Sorry, the Johnny Jepp one. Yeah, I'd be okay. like, this
2: is fine. But since the Gene Wilder one exists, you're just kind of left with, why bother? This will never compare. Uh, apparently, Dahl didn't like the movie. He called it. <sighs> quote-unquote crummy. He's just kind of a fucking dick, really, what it boils down to. He was an old dick who wrote a bunch of kids' books for money, and he was good at it, but he didn't like it. He was a great children's author and an objectively shitty human being. But, you know, it's the way of the world.
1: Even a a stopped clock is right twice a day, you know? (laughs) He he got some stuff right.
2: (laughs) I mean, are there any, like, notable... Children's authors these days, like there's young adult things, maybe that didn't exist then, and like children's authors are just picture books that are full of shit these days. But like this genre of you know fifth grade reading level books, does it even exist? I don't know what R.L. Stein is up to. Well, I mean, he's a I know, alive, what, I know what Roald writing. Dahl
1: will think of him. <laughs> 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 I think. Um, I mean, this book was written in 1964. It's when the fucking Beatles came out. <laughs> it's old. God damn. No. Children's literature has changed a great deal. So the idea of I, I th- we talked about this for a bunch of things in the past, but back then it was kind of just like kids' books and grown-up books.
0: I, I was thinking because yeah. we, we read a couple of ki- what were what were quote unquote kids' books from a whole from a half century before this, like we read. Mary Poppins, and we read The Wizard of Oz, and we read... I mean, I guess you could... It's not quite the same age bracket or age group, but uh, the one about the rabbits, uh, Watership Down.
1: Bridge to Terabithia, Terabithia is not
0: much lo- later than this. Yeah. Watership Down. There's the a big rabbits. difference in, in these Roald Dahl books and the books from 50 years before that in terms of like what adults thought children liked. In children wanted in books. Like, mm. would we, because I read these when I was a kid and I thought they were great, would I have thought that about Mary Poppins? I mean, the book Mary Poppins by P.L. Travers? Probably not, because... or I mean, I definitely didn't like it when I read it as an adult, but... And is it just... I don't think you would have made it
1: through no, as a child. That's uh, also
0: true. And is it just my nostalgia for these books that makes me like them now as an adult? I mean... Uh, it has to be at least a little bit I don't know.
2: I mean, it probably adds to it, but in terms of like kids' books or young children or old older children, I guess it is, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're objectively better than a lot of the other shit we've done. Like you can get through it and you still enjoy it, even whether or not you remember like I remember this. It's just it's objectively a put together story that can be enjoyed to varying degrees based on your age, but, like, a lot of those old books, like Mary Poppins, it is it fucking sucked. It did. It was a bunch of bullshit. and uh, it's more like Mary Poppins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ooh. I think and we I did say
0: that in the last time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sure. made made that same I'm joke. I'm sure dropping some deuces. It's been a long time now, so people will forget, but they'll remember now because that book sucked. It's an evergreen joke. <laughs> but these, you know, roll doll had a niche and he might've hated it or been, you know, I guess not. No, not. he hated something else, Jimmy. He, he can hate two things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you say he hated Jew things? Yeah, he did.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did. But he, he was very good <laughs> at creating like lighthearted, weird shit that a kid could enjoy. It's not that lighthearted. Actually, it is kind of, it, it, it is though like it's got some dark elements to it but it's pretty lighthearted. It's like uh it's like it's like a um, like we have these days I guess the equivalent might be uh, what the fuck is it call, uh, the P- Pixar movies where there's some dark stuff in it like Toy Stories they're all like there's some sad shit and there's some shit that adults could enjoy but kids will well, also yeah. really enjoy it because it's simple and straightforward and there's some deeper stuff for older people. But it's you know you could say it's your kids movies but there's more to him than that. And there's this, you know, you always feel nice after those fucking movies. Or at least I do. You
1: so he might be doing the, he might be one of the earlier people to do the thing that all modern kids' books and movies do is they have content for the children. And then at another level, there's content that the adults get that the yeah. kids just kind of gloss over.
2: Maybe it's for parents to read to their
1: kids or some shit. I think there's also an element of like, Kids today are a little more sheltered than kids 40 or 70 years ago whenever these books
2: came out. Well yeah, when, back in those days, the people were still dying of the black lung.
1: Remember
0: that name?:
2: <laughs> So they would uh, <laughs> I almost
0: died of it myself. <laughs> Twice.: No,
1: but seriously, like, they, nowadays like, I, I, I really noted it more with the witches than with this, but there's like shit, like, I don't think a teacher would even want to go there with kids today. Whereas thirty years ago almost when I read the read these books for the first time, they were like, Yeah, this is a great kid's book. And if there was some shit that was like that's kinda weird, that's kind of not what I was it's not as happy as I hoped it would be, they were like, Buck up kid, life isn't great.
2: <laughs> I dunno, there was a willingness to let kid to just be like, they'll figure that shit out when they're older. Like they're just be like he won't get it, but whatever. Nowadays they don't Necessarily, ha- I don't want to sound like a fucking curmudgeon. Like kids these days are weak. I, I feel like know. that too as I'm saying this, but it's just like it, there is absolutely a- an aesthetic difference in the willingness to expose children' shit. And you know, you don't need to like say like when a kid's four, like, "Hey, happy birthday." The Holocaust was like this. You know, there's like the <laughs> uh, according to Roald doll, not that big a deal. <laughs> too but- <laughs> short. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there there certainly was. More, more of a willingness to just be like, "shit ain't perfect all the time, kid."
1: Yeah, I think, I think, and I, I could say this as a person who's has a kid and has read a lot of crap with like, "this is how you should raise your kid." There's a lot of stuff that m- my wife and I were like, that seems wrong to me. Like that seems, o- I mean, not that I have a two year old in their
2: mouth for their immune system, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm not like listen kid walk around the block once and then we'll talk you're two now but <laughs> I, I but there are things where like you you read shit as a people are like this is how you should raise your child the right way and they're like never tell your child no i'm like that's fucking stupid like I, so i i just i find myself very skeptical like kids have to like the world is not always great even for like our kids who will be living in america in 2021 who have all the privileges and benefits they could ever fucking hope to have there's still some shitty elements of it yeah and and there's this this, i guess there's an inclination as a parent to shield your kid like dude i don't want you to see this terrible thing yet you're gonna have to deal with it forever let me hide it from you for a long time and i think that's what roald Dahl didn't do he's like yeah some people are dreadfully poor Some people have terrible existences and it's not their fault. Some people are witches. Some people hurt kids. Some people are mean. Some people are awful for no reason that you could ever discern. Like, I I think I, 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 that, I think that's lacking in children's literature today. I don't think that exists anymore. Now it's all like, and in the end they were all friends, even though they were different ethnicities. Like that's how every fucking children's
2: book ends. It's, that's a great yeah. message. Every, but every it, children's book needs but, to have like a message that everything is great. Yeah. He, and his still have that.
1: But his is more instead of it being like everything's amazing, his is like the world gets a B minus. You know? <laughs> it's mostly great. But there's some shit where you're like, it could have improved there. Now when he wrote it, he was like, it was mostly in the Jewish department. But for <laughs> for the rest of us, like we're like, there's plenty of things that could have been fixed. As a grown-up reading these books, I think that made me like them a lot more because they weren't so saccharine like
2: yeah. children's books are. They're not, they're not just totally devoid of any real, any real anything.
1: Yeah, where it's like, oh, I knew from the beginning how it was going to end because there were these many characters and they had to all be happy.
2: And they'll all have a good friendship despite being, you know, one's a tiger and one is an antelope. And then they'll be friends until their parents kill each other. But we don't have that in the book.
1: But you know what? If you want to be a real snob, what you should say about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is it is the modern day, or at least in 1964, modern day Horatio Alger story. Rags to riches. This was like late
0: 1800s, early 1900s of you could come to America with one penny in your pocket and strike it rich.
2: Is this a real man? Pull yourself, yourself up by your The author, Horatio oh, okay. Alger.
0: Though that, I, I mean, I don't know much about it. That might not have even been his real name or even w- was even one person. But those are the very much like origin of the American dream.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, his books, you know, that was the guy's name. I think that was his real name as far as I know. But his books were all a poor kid through his gumption and good character becomes w- not rich. It was very rarely that they became rich, but they would be beca- hey, they would geez. go from solid middle class and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. uh And over time, that got kind of ex- exaggerated into the caricature of you know the 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 street urchin who becomes a millionaire. But it really was poor kids who gets a solid four hundred one k. And a pension. <laughs> like, you have a, he has a pension for greatness not just not the pension. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind
2: of felt like that throughout this book too? That you know, was another. Yeah, it, was, good it use definitely of had my a message of like career. If, if you're not a shitty kid, you'll get a factory full of slaves. That's the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the '60s. Jim Crow was
1: still a thing. The Civil Rights Act hadn't been passed yet, right? Was that '65?
2: Uh, that he would have that was 64. 64.
1: 64. 64, okay. Voting Rights Act. Well, the book 65. was written before 64. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like the book. I There's plenty of stuff where you can make fun of, like, oh, God, he has, like, weird umple with slaves, and they're from the jungles of Brazil or something. Yeah. Um, he I mean, doesn't yeah, it's, care about child, stuff children's that, safety, you know, but these, I like the book a lot. Da-
2: you know, you could, like, you could really hyper-critical, hyper-criticize it and date it, but... It's not worth it. It's a fun book. It's awesome. It's one of his best, and it's one of the best kids' books there's ever been. I think if
1: that's your approach to this, then you need a different hobby. You know? Yeah, I mean,
2: it's like... Uh, I, it's a, it's I'm so I'm certain snarky. There th- yeah, there, I'm certain there are things that you could you know, just talk a lot about in that regard, but is it worth it? Is it really worth it? There's, there's way worse books in that regard than this.
1: I got to look into the him hating on the Jews
2: thing. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not trying to
1: defend it. Oh, he no.
2: He wouldn't say he didn't. I looked it up because I'd was i I'd heard, like, I heard he hated the, I hated some like, Jewish stuff. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, wow. He was actually pretty open about it. So we'll be back next week with more Roald Dahl and more uh, uncomfortable positions on things. That he thought outside of his children's books
0: Tell us what you thought Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com
2: Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub And also if you would like to uh, Check out our Patreon We're reading a lot of books And you can give us money So we can buy beer and books And also send you some nice stuff if you are nice to us because this is a purely transactional relationship and thank you for everything you sent us or will send us if you haven't yet, my affection can be bought with money and don't forget to leave us a review for five stars, not like the stars roll doll wanted people to wear
0: <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters and thanks for listening